Cubs fall to the Nats. And there was a couple key sequences that we have to go over. Let's go. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are, you are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. A little quick uh, to the intro there. Maybe the Cubs could be a little quicker in their, uh, in their run scoring. Uh, please support the show and be a part of the Locked On Cubs community by following on all audio platforms. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. The Cubs lose 4-1 to one to the Nationals on Tuesday. The Northsiders are now 15-14 and 14 on the season. The Nats led this one, won the nothing for a while, and the Cubs had chances that we're going to go over, but didn't score until Patrick Wisdom tied with a solo homer in the top of the seventh. But the Nationals storm right back with three runs of their own in the bottom half of the seventh as the Cubs lose a close one once again, Sam. Um, Matt, do you know the Cubs have won one game this year when trailing heading into the seventh? Do you remember the game? Trailing heading into the seventh? Probably not going to get it because it turned out to be a blowout. Was it a Rangers? Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, Game two against Cincinnati. Do you know how many games they've lost when leading after the seventh. So that's that's a little bit misleading. It's only the, the answer's three. So they've won okay. one, they've lost three. But they've been in, tied a lot or close, in, right? In games that they have been tied heading into the seventh. And this does not count the Mariners game where they were leading, then tied, then won. You don't get credit mm-hmm. for that. They've lost four. So in that seven game stretch, the, the, they've they're one and seven in, in games. <sighs> They've only st- that. I think that's a good way of looking at it. They've only stole one. They've given up three, and then the coin flip setting in the seventh. They've lost all four. All right, so they're one in seven when tied or trailing entering the seventh. Yeah, I guess I I I I I guess that would be the way to put it. No, no, because they were leading in some of those games. Too. Oh, okay. You see, it's kind of weird. Well, so to phrase all three, it. all three. Yeah. Yeah, Possibly. so okay. so 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 in the so going into the seventh because obviously they have a very good record when they're leading going into the seventh overall, but going in going into the seventh they have blown three leads, they have come back from one deficit, and then in tie games so like the Dodger game when, when Fulmer blew it in the ninth they've lost four. So it's kind of just a really good indicator to show you that these coin flip games that that's it. You, you want that number to be like. Two or three comebacks at this stage, maybe one or two is fine. One or two blown, three is too many, and then the ones that are tied heading into the seventh, you got to have at least be at least five hundred, two and two, or something like that. They've lost all of this, and they're fifteen and fourteen. So it's the summary of their season. We could. T- I just want. I know it's not like a great detailed stat. I know it's kind of confusing. I wish I could just all like summarize it all in a one, like you attempted to do, but you can't. Um, but yeah, it just shows you what it is. I mean, today let's just go over the game. Today, it, it had all everything that is that is uh, plagued this team. 
A, a botched play on a, on a sack bunt by Hosmer leads to a run. Bases loaded, one out. Two guys that shouldn't be playing at the same time, which we'll get to later, both don't, don't uh, deliver. Then you get what, what you've gotten all year, that big solo home run to make it 1-1. And then Keegan Thompson, who... You know, we kind of mentioned about a week ago wasn't pitching to the to the numbers he was pitching, yeah. but Ross's defense, I I totally empathize with him because you know we on the show every other week it's a new guy we think that should be getting a spot because nobody's delivering in the high leverage. Rucker came in and threw beautifully because the game was over. Um, yeah, him and Estrada cleaned up. Yeah, so so it's it's a team. Somebody I think it was Brady on Twitter who, who I interact with a lot was like, is there a stat for just high leverage, terrible relief appearances, uh, appearances. And, and don't look, don't look over after wisdom's Homer. You get a walk with nobody out to your nine hitter and your top of the order and the slumping. I think it's fair to say the slumping Nico Horner, uh, might need a day off soon. Uh, but, yeah, maybe uh, Thursday, it just had all three. It just had everything. It just had everything. It's another close loss. And, you know, I'm upset about it. I'm depressed about it, but at the same time, like, I'm not banging my head down, my hand down anymore saying it's a luck situation. You, you need to execute better or you're not a good team. And, and the White Sox are a funny example. They've won two games in a row uh, that, that I just mentioned that the Cubs haven't won two all year. They were trailing late or in the, tonight's case, Monday night's game, they were tied late, came back to win. But they're a bad team, right? They're, they're, not, they're not dominating teams like the Cubs have been able to dominate teams, which makes it even more frustrating. They just... They can't win it. And I'll wrap up by saying I called you and I texted multiple people today saying this is the game I've been talking about on the show, guys. When when they got that out at third base on that Barnhart bunt where I thought he was safe, I thought Wisdom missed the tag, I, I called you. I texted multiple people. I go, this is the steal game. This is the game you got to get. This is the game I've been talking about on the show. And then when it was 1-1 in the eighth, I told you they were going to get beat. It's obvious. They just don't have it. And, and you get mad at me for being negative, but 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 sometimes being negative, being correct, and it, it was just obvious they 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 they're not delivering when it matters most. And I'll, the last thing I'll say, I'm sorry, is the, the runners in scoring position thing. I'm tired of hearing, hey, they're good with runners in scoring position on the year. No, they're good because they've had a ton of blowouts, and that counts towards hitting with runners in scoring position. What's 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 their high leverage average right now in the last six seven games? Yeah, I think you have to just go past the last seven days. You know, I, 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 I even do that with my own teams, looking at numbers just from the last five to seven days. Um, I think we can officially declare, Sam, the Cubs can't win a close game, at least right now. At least, at least ones that are that are close late the whole time. Like they they've been able to win like a two zero game against the Rangers that they yeah. had control of, but a game that going into the seventh inning is up for grabs. They can't win. I might've just off the top of my head. They did win that one late in Oakland. Remember that that turned out to be kind of a route that was close late. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, I don't um, count that series, but yeah, tied or tra- let's just put it like this tied or trailing. They've been dismal Yeah, entering the seventh. If they're yep. tied or trailing, it a flip of a coin is better right than the actual human being team right a flip of a coin has been better yep and you know i get it it's it's you know we're 29 in but they have a clear inability to win a close one now perhaps wednesday night they win a close one that'd be great okay well then you're off the schneid but but so far i think that has to be the headline because they just can't do it and it's all flavors of the pie. Right, exactly. That's the greatest point. Early it's, deficit. Yep. Uh, not making an adjustments against a starter. Um, 
lack of a clutch hit, lack of a, a, a clutch walk or blown leads. runner, blown leads, uh, blown leads by, by, by a starter or the reliever, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps a base running mistake. I mean, it's all areas yep. all. This was just the fifth game all season. The Cubs did not hold a lead in. That's um, incredible. Yep. Um, and you know, they, they, I think they still lack, uh, you know, I, I, I really am hung up on Thompson tonight. Yeah, it should be. You know, because he got, he imploded. He was terrible. Three runs on four hits. He recorded just one out. And for about the last seven days, he's looked shaky. And Absolutely. now we see clear evidence of that. Not sure what's happening there. Just wanted to react to that in the moment as well. Yep. Um, but, but the struggle is real for this team. In, yeah. In close games. It, it just, it just feels, it just feels like, if they're not in firm control in the first three, four innings, yes, they're they're not going to win the game. And there's a like I said, there's a couple that they got the Reds game. Now I I, I off the top of my head because I you look at the box score and it's you see four or five nothing, but that A's game was tight late. There's some, but it's just it, it's not enough games uh, that they 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 have a pattern when they win. They get out in front early. Then there's a little bit of a jam in the middle, and then they add on late. And and most of their wins, most of them, most of their 15 have not been, all right, let's just get through this ninth. We're up one. We got this. Like last night, uh, Monday night's win is a perfect example of the, the 2023 Cubs when they're playing well. They, they got they got really good starting pitching. They scored two runs early. The Nats came back and got one. Then the Cubs got the big hit to make it 4-1, and then they added 5-1, and it was a comfortable win. And listen – I'm not saying comfortable wins are great. The fact that they have that they have a lot of comfortable wins is awesome. My concern is is they're gonna hit they're gonna have some nights like this where they get dominated by a guy that they shouldn't have gotten dominated by, and they end up losing. And and those are the nights you got to go back and say, hey, at least we snuck that one out or stole that one out. At some point, you got to win some games the hard way, right? Trailing totally. comebacks, and they have the one walk off win, but that was when they blew a game in the ninth. So. It just hasn't, you know. You're looking for those games, and and they haven't had enough of them. And uh, you 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 said it beautifully. It's not one thing. It's it's everything. This road trip to yeah. me more so than the pen. It's been the high leverage hitting before this totally. road trip. Before this road trip, it was more so the pen. Mm-hmm. So it, it just flips. And uh, the good news is it's still early. They've put themselves in a position where they're not behind the eight ball like some other teams. Like actually, like uh, the the team that that. St. Louis, the, the Cardinals. team that has the arch. Yeah, like so that's great. They play them this week, but you know, you flashed up the schedule today, and uh, you know, you go you go Marlins after this, Cardinals. I don't care how bad they are, you know, that's a tough series. Then you right. go to Minnesota, Philly, and Houston. Yikes! Um, right, I know, I know, you have the schedule memorized. Yeah, so and, um, and, and a win is a win, a loss is a loss. But what about if you lose the same way every time? Frustrating. Yeah. And we'll break down some stuff here soon, you know, in, in really the key portion of the game, who is up. And and that's why a lot of people rightfully are angry about the roster. When you have Christopher Morrell and Matt Mervis hitting at this type of level and you're running out guys consistently, you know, I, I was an Edward Rios fan before the season. I see no purpose to him. He's not going to figure it out playing once a week. Get no. rid of him and let him go play somewhere else and bring up somebody that will play. Yes. And a couple other notes from this game. Wisniewski, six innings, five yeah, hits, one and I thought, run, yeah. no walks, two Ks. Yeah, um, again, a performance that I think looks better on paper than it was, but still a step in the right direction. Yeah, he got squared up a few times. 
And Swanson and Bellinger each with two hits as they continue to perform well. Swanson did have that cold spell, but has responded nicely in the last few days. And uh, if you haven't checked out our episode on Tuesday, uh, we explained why Bellinger has been the best Cubs player of the year so far. His at bat today, rolling. his at bat today, I thought was the big was going to be the biggest at bat in the game until they walk Suzuki, who's who's yeah. who I'm starting to see a couple better signs from. Um, overall, I know the numbers aren't there yet, but just a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, you know, Nico's slumping a little bit. You're going to go through he these is. funks. You're going to go like, you're going to go through these ups and downs with these guys. It's just at the end of the day, it's just about finding a way every day to win a game. And the, the, you are what your record says and you're 15 and 14. And it's just, it's, it's frustrating to drop a game like this should be, should be a good matchup. It's, it's Stroman on Wednesday, right? Well, yeah. So odd situations, the next two games, it's, it's Stroman and the nationals haven't announced a starter. Yeah. And then it's Patrick Corbin Thursday for Washington and the Cubs haven't announced a starter. So yeah. And, and this should be a good matchup for Stroman, you know, team that attacks early. Um, and they'll get themselves out. You just can't make mistakes to them. If you make mistakes, they're going to hit you hard. If you just make your pitches, they're going to hit a lot of ground balls, and and, and hopefully we can get two out of three and then face a, a struggling guy like Patrick Corbin and, and and right the ship here because it's it's no question been a, I think it's fair to say, just a, a nightmare of a road trip. I think that's fair to say. Coming up next, we get to two players that are Drawing the ire of uh, many fans, and uh, it happened in the same game, really, for probably the first time this year. Uh, we zoom in on that and discuss, ultimately, them being odd fits from the beginning. Stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about, and chances are you could be one of them. For example, maybe you have Disney Plus. It was just to watch one show, maybe The Mandalorian, maybe Andor, uh, and, and now those seasons are over, but you still have the subscription. Well, Rocket Money could quickly and easily find that for you and make that adjustment, including canceling the subscription. It's that easy. It also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get started, get alerted if anything looks off. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB to use Rocket Money today. The Cubs play the Nationals at 6.05 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune into channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on SiriusXM. This past offseason, the Cubs targeted uh, two names early and often, you know, two names that were mentioned frequently in the offseason. Eric Cosmer and Trey Mancini and outsiders looking in just figured they would get one of them. And oddly enough, they got both very strange from the start. Uh, you know, I'd like to check the tape on what we said on that. I have to imagine we were, uh, we thought that was odd. Uh, despite Mancini, I know he was signed over the Cubs convention. So there was a lot of buzz and juice, but uh, strange, especially when you have 
a top prospect waiting in the wings. Not only that, but he's performing. So, Sam, where do you want to start here? Because both of these guys had bad games Tuesday. Yeah, I want to start where I started uh, in the offseason. I, okay. I, 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 un- I understood with Eric Hosmer. I, I, I understood it because of defense. His defense hasn't even been good this year. No. And then once you, once you signed Hosmer, I didn't understand Mancini. I understand one of the two at the very most. It never made sense. And, and here we are. And, 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 and to the people out there that say, oh, well, why, you know, team chemistry and team building and these guys are good in the clubhouse. Well, let me tell you something. I would be a subscriber to that if they were 18 and 11. They're 15 and 14. Hey guys, they're not that good right now. Uh so so they need a lift and and I saw some quote from Carter Hawkins today on Twitter that was like yeah. we're just wait, we're wait, waiting for the right time. Well, you know what? Not to be this guy, but what if it's already too late? Not not saying not saying that you you don't bring them up, but what if like I'm at the point now where the Cubs have dropped so many winnable games? If they were to lose this division by four or five games, three games, you know me, I'll go right back to April and oh, say, boy, "Hey, I, I think that's fine." Hey, hey, the Brewers finished with 89. The Pirates, uh, the Pirates finished oh, with 83. Even hear this? Yeah, and the Cubs finished with 86. And you started out the year without Mervis and Morrell, and that cost you some games in April. You could say that that could already be there. Odds are it won't be because the season's so long and there'll be ebbs But you and could. Flows. But How you, do you could. Know? Absolutely. You have wasted an opportunity to bank a ton of games. The schedule worked out to where you, you paid some really good teams at home. You got some early wins. You hung in there against the Dodge. What if I told you, that they were they went three and four against the Dodgers and then took two or three against the Pods, took two or three against Texas, took two or three against Seattle. They were they were rolling and 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 they've run into this really rough stretch, which every team's gonna run into, by the way. But it just it's annoying when you're in this rough stretch and there are guys that are probably the third. Like I think Matt Mervis would slot in as the third or fourth best hitter on this team. And he's sitting there in triple A. It's 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 hard to stomach as Hosmer just could. And by the way, like Eric Hosmer, the hits that he gets are brutal, dude. They're lucky hits. And and Mancini, the only reason you don't hear Cubs Twitter after Mancini as much as Hosmer is number one, he's a better hitter. But number two, he's just got a longer deal, so it's unrealistic. Check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're both not guys I really want to see much of. Mancini, they're versus- not really helping you win. Mancini versus lefties, if you have Mervis there to get Mervis some time, fine. Love it. Hosmer's defense, I mean, that play today was really awful. On the bunt. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw a replay of it, and, and I was catching up on the game. I I, start, I was with it live from about the fourth on. Yeah. And it was just a brutal play. Yeah, you got to get he, out. He's trying to go to second there? Yeah, and it's a great play if you make it. If not, you got to get an out. And no, it's just, there's no play there. And it's just it's just bad. And then and then Ross decides to pinch hit Mancini for Rios. Sitting Rios there, I support. Poor, but a poor decision on choice. Yeah, I thought Magical made more sense. Bases loaded, one out, down a run, versus a few weeks ago when he hit Magical. Bases loaded, one out, down four. What's the simple difference there? You just play percentages, right, guys? You don't have to be a smart baseball man. If you're down four, you're looking for a bigger hit there or keeping the line moving. 
But there's a chance. Right. A, the most probable outcome is Madrigal's probably going to hit the ball on the ground in a hole. They're going to get a force out. Now you have two outs. But down a run, that's a pretty valuable play. And, and, and instead, you hit Mancini, who has just as high, if not a higher ground ball rate than Madrigal, and a significantly higher strikeout rate. Mind-boggling. I, I just don't get it. Ross really seems to have a bias towards these veteran guys. Uh, yes. You could just tell he really likes them. And but Jed and Carter are supporting that. Of course, of their course. quotes have backed that up 100. percent No, it's it's when I say disappointing. When I say Ross, it's it's more so those guys and disappointing, it, annoying, frustrating. Any other words you want to use? Drop it in the comments below. Uh, mortifying. Okay, fine. You know, it's probably the word that comes to mind because it's just there's so much good happening, um, and, and it's it's so frustrating to. See, again, I I tweeted it out today and I I only had about 85 tweets during today's tilt. Yeah. And, and I just, just wasted another beauty from Bellinger, man. Yeah. He, 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 a huge double, a a base hit, And, and, and I, I'm not going to get too much on the Cubs for not hitting Trevor Williams today, even though he's not a great pitcher because he just executed everything. Um, he was, he was good. Like he was just, a lot of the Cubs hitters don't hit high fastballs well. Trevor Williams doesn't throw high fastballs, and today he just dotted them. He just dotted them. Uh, but, you know, Bellinger was great again. Swanson was – I mean, Swanson had a play in the first inning. It was one of the best plays I've ever seen a shortstop make. And Horner made a great play late. Yeah, man. It's just okay. – well, so so here, Mancini, two years, fourteen M's. Oh, oh boy, he's slashing two fifty eight, three oh seven, three seventy six, <laughs> and that's and that's after a really nice spell. And Hosmer, uh, one one year, seven fifty K, two sixty three, three oh nine, three eighty two. Um, I mean, what what else that's, do that's... I have to do as the host and, and producer of this program? Because I mean, how many how many lineup projection graphics do I need to draft? How how many Mervis slash lines can I give? I mean, I could give you plenty of lineups that work with Mervis and Morell rotating. You could easily rotate these brothers, and you could have wisdom. <laughs> maybe even grab a few frames at first. Morell at third, or Morell DH and Mervis at first. I mean, I got so much stuff here. You sound like you're doing like a Jewish prayer. I mean, how many, how many, how many lineups do I need to show you? I'm Jewish, by the way, folks. So don't get offended by that. Um, you got to get rid of Rios and get rid of Hosmer. I mean, that's that's what you have. To I do. think ultimately that's where we're at, right? Yeah, that's that's. That's the obvious move to make. But again, I said this on, on Monday's show. I also don't attribute all that to those guys. No, no, no. There's there's some serious problems, man. I, Keegan Thompson looks awful. Yeah, I know. You said that 10 minutes ago. Um, Are your but, eyes okay? Or? No, I'm just really upset. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I I'm not. It's like, upsetting. I'm not like you. No, no. You're you're the type of guy. Sure, you're upset, but you're gonna wake up tomorrow, do your thing, coach your team, talk to whoever, do your thing. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow at about probably like four thirty five a.m. to use the washroom, and 
and I'm it's going to dawn on me, oh my gosh, we let another one slip away and then I won't be able to fall back asleep and I'll just get my day started. Like this oh, stuff wow. affects me, man. And No, uh, I know it does. It's just and, and, and the worst part is is you could see it coming. And to and to go back and circle back to your original question, no, my eye I need to see an eye doctor. Okay, I, well, I, that's you, It's man. too much screen time. I'm squinting all right. the time. Like especially if you're tweeting 87 times of all game. No, and 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 don't worry guys, if if we're six under in July, you won't have to worry about me tweeting because I'll be on the lake. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna come to this show uninformed if this is a if this is a team that's selling at the deadline. I'm not putting up with that again. Yeah, no, that would be tough. You could just update me on how the game's going. I could care less in August if somebody hits three home runs to take us to be, you know, 58 and 65. Whoop-de-doo. Coming up next, we give some updates on some uh, pitchers that have injuries, stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by So Rare, revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare truly owns their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. We're back here on LockedOn Cubs, and we have multiple updates on pitchers, who are injured. I'd like to start with Brandon Hughes as the Cubs tried to bury that news over the weekend. Yeah, they did. Uh, They placed him on the IL (laughs) and he was starting to look really good, by the way. He hadn't really even been around for that long. Man, did they try to bury that piece? They, They did. And I don't appreciate it because David Ross, I mean, this guy's 27 bleeping years old. He has an 87 year old knee. Yeah. Uh, David Ross mentioned the word routine frequently when discussing Hughes' situation now in multiple interviews, um, you know, trying to get a better routine, trying to maybe load management to borrow a term from the NBA. Uh, but, but, but he can't be like 15 days on, 15 days off the whole year. I don't, I don't think that's sustainable. That's what, um, what, what, what you're saying is not good. And, and you know what I'm troubled by? A lot. Brandon Hughes' stubbornness to wear a brace. David Ross kind of called him out on it in an interview today on The Score. This guy doesn't want to wear a brace. If that's what's going to keep you around, dude, you got to wear that. We move on. You know, use it in practice or something. Right. What's next? Kyle Hendricks, second rehab start Wednesday for the I-Cubs. That's exciting. And Jamison Tyone threw a 45-pitch bullpen Tuesday. Could be ready to return the rotation next week boy you use the term exciting free wasn't Hendricks supposed to go Tuesday it got rained out right it got rained out so we have no idea who's pitching Thursday is that no what's idea happening? and so yes no it, clue it can't, it can't be steel because he pitched Sunday and there was no day off so we, we just we're just gonna just let that one go huh yeah I think they're gonna burn a 40-man spot and bring up one of the starters with a five ERA with the I Cubs what yeah they, they don't have enough they, they don't have enough uh 
days off, what would be really beneficial would be if they could just have a, a, a really – who's throwing for – oh, you said TBD for the Nationals on Thursday – or Wednesday. Yeah. Um, it, what would be really helpful, and what maybe this is what they're waiting for, is if they could get like a blowout win tomorrow and or just have Stroman pitch like 7-8. Maybe he could throw really well. Uh, which which I'm a little bit cons- like, like I, it's a good matchup for him, but if he doesn't have his good stuff, he'll get hit because this Nats team's tricky. They they're not a team that scares you offensively, but they're hard to overpower. You have to make your pitches against them. They hit they, the ball. Yeah, they hit the ball exactly. But Stroman likes to pitch to contact. Right. And, and again, going back to my point here, if you like, Wisniewski was only at what like 70 pitches, 75 through six, and and no, he shouldn't have stayed in the game. That was the right move. That's not the guy you want to stretch out. But if if Strowman could be super efficient tomorrow, maybe he goes like eight. Yeah, and then maybe you could just do like a little Thompson lighter bullpen day on Thursday. On Thursday could probably give length. Yeah, on Thursday, you know, and, and see see what that does. So you don't just have to concede a game like you did on Saturday by pitching a guy that shouldn't even, you know, be, be able to eat popcorn at the park. And Cody Hoyer is now pitching an extended spring training game. That's good news. Should begin a rehab stint with an affiliated club uh later this month. He's on the 60-day IL, so he's eligible to return about June 1st, and he may just do that, which could be an interesting boost uh, to the pen. Hey, Matt, before we end the show. I really would like to end the show. Yeah. <laughs> before we end Respectfully. The show, I just want to ask you. No, I'm just playing. I know we're a- a- after Thursday, after Wednesday's tilt, we'll be 30 games in. Wow. How many, if 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 the season ended and they, they did all-star game voting through 30 games, how many all-stars do you think the Cubs would have? I still think Nico Horner would be an all-star. Dansby's definitely made. Dansby, Bellinger. I think it's more. Dansby. Oh, it's probably six or seven with the pitchers. Dansby, Bellinger, Horner. It's kind of hard not to have wisdom in there with 11 home runs, but maybe that's a borderline. Steele's definitely one. Yeah, maybe Smiley. Stroman. He's yeah, yeah. There, there's like six or seven that would be in the conversation. The point is, is the they're one game over. Uh, I get it, but okay. I guess there's a lot of teams that feel like they have multiple all stars. Not the White Sox. Shout out to the everydayers <laughs> who are with us all five episodes throughout the week, and you could become an everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday. Mark Leiter, sure hit the subscribe button for Locked On Cubs. On He's YouTube. been an all star, man. Smash the like button for the algorithm. We're also on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and now streaming on Sirius. <laughs> Caleb Killian's not an all-star. Um, he might not be an all-star in Pinto. That's Buffalo, the Buffalo Grove League. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked on Cubs.